for the most entertaining talk anywhere. Stay tuned to LA Talk Radio, your real talk station, your real 24 hours of commercial free programming. Hey everybody, this is Nick Rutherford, and you are lucky to be listening to The Green Room. Don't forget to call in. Like a homeless man trying to change his life. We do it so fresh. And we do what the fuck we want to do. The Green Room is brought to you today by Amazon. Log on to SeanTGreen.com and click the Amazon link to get some great Christmas gifts and support the Green Room today. And now, live from Sherman Oaks, California, here's your host, Sean Green. All right, everyone, welcome to the green room. We're doing it live here on latalkradio.com. Feel free to give us a call at any point in the program. And our call in number is 323-203-0815. 323-203-0815. And of course, that's the LegalZoom self help hotline. This show is also being brought to you today by LegalZoom.com. You can log on to LegalZoom.com at any point and create legally binding documents in minutes. You got trademarks, wills, patents, LLCs. I know the new year's coming around. Perfect time to get your affairs in order. Start that new business, and you can all do it without having to pay the higher costs of going to a traditional attorney. You log on to LegalZoom.com, and besides the savings you get from normally going to LegalZoom, you're going to get an additional green room discount by entering green in the referral box. I'd like to welcome on my left-hand man, the announcer of this, this program. <laughs> the voice of the green room, Logan Lysico. Logan, thanks for being on. Merry Christmas, John. Oh, Merry Christmas, Logan. You get so I got to say, I, I think uh, we got to do something about all these ads at the front of the show because uh, I, I really built up a lot of energy there. Sean Green! Well, hello. Uh, let's talk about LegalZoom for a second. <laughs> I don't know. I felt like your energy didn't match mine. Okay. Any Just other any other show notes you want to get out of the way now, Logan? <laughs> no, I'm good. Okay. Well, I was going to tell you that. about Amazon's uh, amazing deal that they have half off almost all Milwaukee uh, power tools. You, you're talking about Milwaukee Sawzalls, the Milwaukee Orbital Palm Sander, the 18-volt compact drill and impact driver combo kit for up to 50% off. <laughs> I don't know, Logan. Sorry, sorry if I want to share the good news with the people. It is the holiday spirit. Or it is the holiday season. So that was your rebuttal? Yeah, more ads. <laughs> Sorry, Logan. Okay, it's, it's okay. show business, all right? Not show it's whatever not show Logan friends. wants to do. Okay, all right. Okay? Yeah, I know, I, I know, I know. We got a great show, Logan. Okay, and I'm going to get to that. Okay? I I'm, can't I'm, wait to get to the... It's going to be so great. I'm just excited. <laughs> all right. So I know. Pardon. I know, Logan. You're you're the little kid one to unwrap the presents that is the show, but I'm the, I'm the stern dad that has to explain that no, we can only open the presents when I say we can once open we the hear presents. from Amazon. Right. Once we're done. Hey, look. I got to go out there and make a paycheck. You know what it's yeah. like being in the entertainment business right now, Logan? Times are tough. But hopefully do, people are going to shantygreen.com, clicking the Amazon link and helping out the program. <laughs> Oh, see, that, see, I worked that in subtly. All right, so, Logan, any any other show notes about how we should do the show before we really get the show going? Because we have we have the rap phenom Wax calling in, and we also have Stud Manley's movie reviews, as well as a plethora of other things to get to. You know what? I would love to hear, I think, 
The, Can you please not chew ice on the air? I don't. I, I know you think I'm a okay, taskmaster. That's master. a good note. All right. If we're as long as we're doing show notes, Logan, please don't chew <laughs> your. Refrain from chewing ice on the radio. Yeah, and don't, don't and don't be not, tilting your Burger King cup and knocking your ice in. You can, the ice isn't going anywhere. I mean, right. sure, it'll, some of it will melt before the uh, end of the show. I'll get going. you more ice if you want. Okay, <laughs> thank you. Oh man, I wish I wish the audience was here to see the visual of as I'm telling you not to eat the ice, you looking at the Burger King cup <laughs> with that's full of ice and just thinking how you really want to eat some more of the ice. Oh I know. Ice is so great. Oh, I was just gonna say that uh as your audience and I know, you're on the Reels channel yes. on uh Digivangelist, but you haven't played that audio for the show. And I do think that is one video clip where the audio is I mean, tells a lot of the story, and it's pretty funny. Right. Um, well, Logan, I uh, I emailed the producer. I'm still waiting to get that audio. But, yes, Logan is talking about my appearance on the Digivangelist. Of course, if you guys missed that Digivangelist, he is uh, Christopher Coppola. He's Nicolas Cage's older brother. He has his own show on the Reels channel. And, um, yeah, you really have to see it. I'm not, I'm not going to try and describe exactly what the show is because, <laughs> first off, I don't think I could give you a, a – actual description of what the show is well you could let your segment explain it all i mean he couldn't really explain it <laughs> right and so basically yeah i mean i'm on the show i'm kind of simulating hosting the radio show when we had him we had him on we interviewed him on the radio show and then he thought it went really well and he wanted to <laughs> film it for his tv show he wanted me to reenact the interview so i go down to a studio i'm hanging out with Nicholas Cage's older brother. He kind of looks like Nicholas Cage. He sounds a lot like Nicholas Cage. He but he's just wildly unsuccessful. He's unlike, got his own unique style, I got to say. Right. He is he's a, himself. He's from, a character. And yeah. the show is it's unclear what exactly the show is. It feels like part reality show, part guys just trying out new technology. It's not it's not very clear what they're exactly trying to accomplish with the show, but I, I would <laughs> I think you guys really should check it out, and it as soon as I get the as soon as I get the clips, I'm definitely gonna um, play play it for you guys on the show. But yeah, so that recently aired on the Reels channel, and I, I know people will be uh, interested in checking that out. All right, Logan, let's get to it, man. Let's Enough fooling it. around. I know you're dying to talk about the the uh, gunman who went into the school board meeting <laughs> and shot. Did you hear this story? I'm jumping went... at the bit to hear this story. All right. <laughs> It's just funny because I pictured you – you're holding a pen and then I picture that actually being a bit, like as if you're a horse, like, you know, and the carrot is this story. Well, this is – I'm going to dangle this right in front of you, Logan, because this is – it's a, it's compelling audio. Basically, a guy goes into a school board meeting and he just starts freaking out. He he draws a uh, big V on, on the wall with spray paint. Apparently, his wife was fired and he's going in there. He's, and then, you know, he f- starts freaking out. Not going super crazy, but... He doesn't do his wife's work. N- I guess the school board where she got fired, they have these town hall meetings that are open to the public. He went there, starts talking to them. It, it, things get heated. He just pulls out a gun. And the crazy part is how calm everyone is while this guy is... I mean, he's a psycho. He drew a firearm at a school board meeting, and no one is freaking out. They're still hanging out and talking to him. It was... Th- the, the video is amazing because the secretary, the secretary is the one with only the only sane one in there. She immediately bolted out when she saw the guy draw the gun. Where but was then, this again? It's in Florida. 
Yeah. And then okay. Okay. That's why everyone. Florida, Florida makes sense. They're, they're not really that spooked by someone drawing a firearm at a PTA meeting or a school board meeting, which they should. That should be a, a red flag. But they're talking to this guy like he he's any sort of rational sense. And the the best part was the secretary or whatever this woman on the side bolts out when she sees the gun, but then comes back two seconds later to get her cell phone. <laughs> Then, then later she comes in and tries to whack him with her purse. Whack, try, first off, if, you're, if there's any women out there who are going to sneak up onto an onto a armed <laughs> robber or a, a crazed man, take the purse and whack them over the head. She tried to whack the gun out of the guy's hand, almost as if he's a quarterback and trying to sack him, you know, where they strip the ball out. But, yeah. <laughs> of course, he's he's gripping onto this gun with his dear life. He yeah. didn't drop it at all. It's and then he one- just thing that's saving him from being arrested. Right. And then they just... uh... (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) Damn it. I'm going to leave it there, though, just to see how many times I do that. All right. I have to fill the audience in. I picked up the cup of ice and looked at it wantingly. Longingly. Logan wants to eat that cup of ice. All right, Logan, eat the ice now. It's driving me crazy. No, I can't. Come on, just eat it. All right, right, Logan. Mm. All right, Logan. Oh, now he put the ice on the floor. He can't look at it anymore. It's too tempting. The, the seductress, that is, Logan's Burger King cup of ice. Well, I realized in time that I wasn't going to pick it up and make noise, but you still saw me, like, kind of How can I? I'm trying to make eye contact with you. You're just looking at the Burger King cup. All right, Logan. So here we are. We're in a uh, Tampa school board meeting. Gunman has drawn the weapon, and these these school board members they don't seem rattled at all. And uh, yeah, I, I think that's the most shocking part of this. This is the school board member trying to. I I would if I was confronted, I'd immediately start doing the yeah yeah whatever you say. This guy is confronting this guy with the uh, the school board member is confronting the guy with the handgun drawn. I don't want anybody to listen. Just listen to me for a minute. I don't want. Any- this is a school board guy going, just listen to me for a minute. That's what the guy with the gun says. He yeah. says, listen to me. Wow. When the guy pulls a gun, immediately, that's like the conch shell. You immediately listen to that guy. Anybody get hurt, and I, I've got a feeling that what you want is the cops come in and kill you because you're you're mad. Because you said you're going <laughs> He's, he's basically really called he's called this guy a pussy. Yeah. The guy walks in with, and draws a firearm and is about to shoot up this school board meeting and he's I, I think you just want You know what? As superintendent, you really want to shoot somebody? Do it. Do it. <laughs> Holding yeah. the gun to his head. Do it. You pussy. <laughs> it is it, it's almost like a, a Stallone type yeah. action action hero move of you want to you want to ice someone? You want to ice someone in the school board meeting? Go he's ahead. Running through all the scenarios like well, you could shoot somebody, but you know the cops are going to come in here and kill you. So what's your move? <laughs> it's like, uh... Where are you? Because you're, you're mad. Because you uh, said you're going to die. But why? This, is, this isn't worth it. This is a problem. Please don't. Please <laughs> Listen, this is... He pulls the gun. He's pointing it right at him. You want to talk about lack of emotion? Listen to how calm this guy... Please don't. Please don't. <laughs> please don't aim that gun at me. That's what I say when someone cuts in front of me. Oh, please don't do that. Please don't chew that gum. Logan, please don't eat the ice on the air. And that guy's got please don't. Please ice don't. water in his face. Please. Listen. I'm going to kill Oh, I didn't know he actually shot people. Well. That really darkens the mood. No, it doesn't, Logan, because... He missed everybody. He missed 
and he was he was wounded by I guess there was security there, which th- this must be a pretty crazy school district if they have an armed guard hanging out in these school board meetings. Uh, so the the guard <laughs> I guess comes in and then ends up that's the kind of return fire that you hear. He ends up injuring the guy. So the, did he the, shoot the guy that was saying like please don't. Uh, yeah, he he shot right at him. The guy fell over as if he got shot, and if you watch the video, you totally think he got shot. But then but, I think I heard him say one more thing, like, yeah, he didn't uh, get hit. He didn't actually get hit. Uh, and as he's shooting, I guess that's when the armed guard came in, started firing on him. He had hit the guy a couple times. They all got out, and then the guy did kill himself before the police got to him. So maybe that uh, school board guy's onto something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, jeez. Maybe he planted the idea that oh, you're probably just gonna kill yourself. You just want to come in. You just want to have the police kill you, don't you? Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess you gotta be pulling the gun like while not thinking, and then once you realize like, oh, I'm totally screwed. The rest of my life is gonna suck. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Uh, Maybe I can't get out of this one. It is, uh, yeah, it's amazing. But I I just found it compelling, the audio of the people there, that they just seemed not phased at all. I I just found that shocking. We got to get that guy on the show, that guy that was talking him down. (laughs) We should try to get that hero. This guy is, I don't know what he's doing wasting his talents as a school board representative. He should be a hostage negotiator. He (laughs) He looked at the barrel of a gun and just called the guy soft. I've heard some... Los Angeles teachers make a comparison between the two. <laughs> right. Well, I guess they're dealing with some terrorists, if you will. <laughs> All right. Speaking of uh, unpopular guys, but uh, certainly popular in the Philadelphia area with his play as of late, Michael Vick is having a great season and on a personal road to redemption. But, of course, hey, we can't forget the dog stuff. And, of course, no one has because every time his name is brought up, it's it's mentioned as well, his his uh, involvement in the dogfighting ring, which was awful. Almost as awful as the Dallas Cowboys defense last Sunday. But in all seriousness, Logan, no sarcastic laugh. In all seriousness, Michael Vick uh, was recently in- interviewed on the griot.com. I have no idea what they do there, but uh, they recently got a one-on-one with Michael Vick. And the question came up of uh, dog ownership in the future. I would love to have another dog in the future. Um, you know, I think it would be uh, a big step for me uh, in, in the rehabilitation process. I, I think just to, you know, have a, a pet in my household and to show people that I, I genuinely care. <laughs> I look, I am, I I'm feel a bad for him. I'm honestly. a Michael Vick advocate, and obviously he's trying to put this behind him, and he's saying and doing all the right things. But Michael Vick, if I if I could speak <laughs> to you, the exact right thing to say. Don't. If anyone asks about dog ownership, go, no. Just say no. Just yeah. go, you know what? Maybe I'm a cat person. Why not? Or no comment. Right. Try that one. <laughs> right. You don't, don't answer. Don't perpetuate your own, like, rumor about, like. Right. Don't answer any questions related to any sort of dogs ever. <laughs> yeah. Ever. You ever watch Scooby-Doo? Not familiar with the program. No comment. Anything related to dogs? Any kind of questions about dogs? You want to own a pet? Gerbils. They're fine. Fish. (laughs) Except don't get those samurai fighting fish. (laughs) That could be a whole other thing. But there's plenty of other pets that you can show that you have compassion. 
I don't think people are looking for you to have compassion. And I don't think, to be honest, the people that don't like you because you fought dogs, they're never going to be able to get over that. And you owning a dog is not going to, it's not going to win them over. They're not going to going to think you're even sicker in right. their mind because <laughs> now you have a pet dog. Right. They're not going to, uh, they're not going to go, oh man, Michael Vick, I just saw him uh, pick up his own dog's shit the other day. Man, he's really changed. He's really a great guy. <laughs> no one's ever going to say that about you. No one's ever going to applaud you for being a great dog owner. You lost that opportunity to be heralded as a great dog owner. Fortunately, you have the opportunity to be heralded as an amazing football player, which is a lot bigger of an achievement. <laughs> in my mind, okay, I'm a great dog owner. When I had a dog, when I lived at home with my parents, I was an amazing dog owner. Will anyone ever remember me for my dog owning abilities, Logan? No, of course they they won't. I will. All right, well, Logan, but you're very sympathetic, and you oh, and okay. you 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 go against the grain, and you find <laughs> you find new things to like about people. But the average person, they're not gonna go, oh man, at Michael Vick. Now now he's a great dog owner. Did, could you imagine? You know, have you ever watched ESPN where they have those uh, – I think we've I've sat around the house and watched them where they have those crazy – it's sponsored by like Purina or something. They have these oh, the crazy dog, dog challenges. And yeah. it's, not, it's not like the Westminster Dog Show where they walk them around. It's like uh, crazy dog races and they have them going through all these obstacle course. There's like different – there's yeah. a freestyle frisbee catching. <laughs> they have a surfing competition where they put dogs on surfboards. Whoa, I haven't seen that one. I've seen everything else you just mentioned. It's pretty, I mean, as insanely stupid as it sounds, you you watch it, but but it it's is kind of weird because the dogs yeah, look it's like, like fun yeah, you watch it for 30 seconds, you and but it's so weird that people rate it or that people go and do it live. Um, I want to see those dogs kill each other. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's see which one still has the perfect hair after the fight. <laughs> Right, Logan. See, now you're sounding like the uh, crazy animal that is Michael Vick, huh? Wait, did I say that or think it? You said it, Logan. But I, I would, it would be great if Michael Vick made a comeback so much that, you know, he starts entering the dogs in these Purina challenges. He's at <laughs> yeah. the, he's at the. Wouldn't that be awesome if he was at the Westminster Dog Show with some p- poodle? Yeah. Like he becomes one of those dog owners that <laughs> talks about a dog like it's a kid. Did you ever see that oh. movie, Best in Show? Yes. It's a pretty good film. Yeah. It's um, – Highly recommend it. I'll say I, I kind of recommend it. It's not it's not hilarious, but it's still pretty good. But, yes, that would yeah. be great if Michael Vick became one of those people, one yeah. of those crazy, <laughs> crazy dog nuts. All right. Well, speaking of crazy, this guy drops crazy rhymes all over town. I'd like to welcome onto the show Wax. Wax, how you doing, man? Yeah, what's going on, Sean? Nothing, dude. Long time no talk. How's uh, how's life on the road been? I'm good, man. Actually, right now, right now I'm here. I'm here in L.A. right now. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, we can hear you good. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm in, I'm actually I'm backstage at the Roxy. Look at you. I what got, do you? I got a couple friends playing here tonight. Uh, my boy, my boy's DJing here. I got some friends in the band playing here. Uh, uh, Soul Live is playing here tonight, and then this dude Nigel Hall, and then my boy Quickie Mart is DJing, and uh, somehow I'm backstage, I'm being dumb and trying to get it for free. <laughs> <laughs> so even though things are blowing up for you, you still can't turn down a free show, right? Nah, hell no. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to go the whole night. I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get the free show. I'm trying to get the free alcohol. I'm trying to get the free anything I can possibly get out of this shit. That 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 last free is uh, free chicks. He didn't want to say it on the air, Logan, but that's that's what he's looking for. <laughs> 
So now, <laughs> now Wax, um, I've been uh, watching the, the the videos you've been putting out online. You have this, uh, you've been putting out these uh, these little videos each week called Wax Weekly. And yeah. uh, the last one you put out was a uh, a trip you went to Miami to do some recording. Could you tell people about that? Yeah, yeah. I went out to uh, went down to Miami and worked with a producer named Jim Dotson. Uh, he's a pretty big, well-known producer. He's done a lot of like he's done a lot of hit songs. Not necessarily the kind of songs that I would necessarily do, but uh, still, it was a good experience. He did uh, he did Lollipop by Lil Wayne. He did uh, Whatever You Like by Ti, mm. and all all kinds of shit. But uh. It was cool, man. It was a good time. Great time. It worked the whole time. Now, you uh, did you guys? Were you happy with the session? Did you get a couple tracks out of uh, working with him? Yeah, definitely. We got we got one. That's, we got one that's real good. One one was a standout, definitely. All right. Now, uh, when you're working with a producer, I, is this a is this the first time you worked with a producer kind of of this caliber of a guy who's put out already like big hits? Yeah, as far as as far as that that kind of level, yeah, definitely. I never worked with a producer that put out hits like number one hits before and shit like that. Now, as a as an artist, is that a lot of pressure? Do you feel weird kind of telling him what you want out of the song or what you're looking for? Yeah, it does because you know. You know, I got in there and the guy didn't even know who I was. You know, I, he, he, he didn't really wasn't really familiar with me. It's a long story how this session got hooked up, but uh, you know, it, 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 it was a little bit weird because we had to we had to find some middle ground on what what he just does and what you know. I, I'm not trying to I'm not I'm not going for that sound. You know, I'm not just trying to like do whatever for the radio. You know what I mean? Right. So, and, well, now- and you know, and and you're kind of like. You're in a situation where you got it, where you got to do some give and take. You know what I'm saying? Because two people that make music or two people that make any kind of art, if they're going to collaborate, because there's a, it's about finding a way we can work together and kind of get a little bit of your own sound and and a little bit of their sound. You know what I mean? Right. Now I know, especially with uh, hip hop, where maybe you're not, um, you know, you're dealing with samples and stuff like that. Is it tough to Describe the kind of sound you want, because I I listen to that Wax Weekly, and you're you're talking to him, you're saying like, oh, I want I want this kind of, I want it to sound like a band, but not to be too metallic or too electronic. Do you find yourself using a lot of weird adjectives? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's tough, man. I mean, the, the one I use the most often is organic. <laughs> yeah, I, that, that's that 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 word is so fucking. Uh, you know, it's very subjective as to what it, what that means. You right. Know what I mean? Yeah. No, because in his mind, organic means okay. This is hey, this is organic. This is easy come. This is how you do it. This is how you make a hit pop song. And and in your mind, organic is oh man, this is like bare bones. This is you know, this right, is raw, right, exactly. something like that. Richie. <laughs> So fucking rootsy. Now, uh, what? How was your time out in Miami? Did you get to go out at all, or was it just fly in, do the recording <clears throat> session, fly back out? No, I actually didn't get a chance to go out uh, at all. To be honest with you, I didn't get to go out once. The first night we were there, we went out to dinner, but I didn't get to go. Out. Oh, thanks, dude. Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hold, hold on one second, sir. Okay. All right, sure. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, cool. I, well, I remember when I was talking to you about you getting free shit. Uh, that was a, my first taste of free shit for the night. I got my little free wristband going. No, oh, nice. So that just means 
Like I, 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 in my mind, I can just flash, flash this at anything. You know, I flash it at a girl and suck, suck my dick. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I think do that while you're on the phone with us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, you know, it's a man's world because we just invented wristbands just to kind of impress chicks. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, wristbands, backstage passes. You don't need any of that, but it looks good. It sounds good. It kind of, oh hey, look at me, I'm important. I got all these bracelets on. Chicks are like, wow, he must be important. It's like, wow. I'll be like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'm the. I'll just say I'm the headliner, and if it's early enough in the night, you won't know yet. Won't. Right. <laughs> right. She's just there to. You know, try to find a guy that can pay your bills. Well, I mean, even after the show, you can be like, what, you didn't see me? Did you miss that part? <laughs> All right, whatever. Now, I saw I saw you tweeted you got a new car, or you're you're working on getting a new car? Yeah, dude. And by the, by the way, I just realized I didn't fucking tweet. Or I've been so, so hectic today, like... I didn't tweet that I was going to be on the show. I feel like kind of a dick. But oh, no, I, cool, I, man. I well, did get a new car. I went to Universal City Nissan <laughs> and got a new Sentra. Uh, and I, I immediately from there, I, I parked in my house and got picked up and came up here. And now here I am. But, yeah, I got a new car today, man. Well, congratulations, man. Congrats. Thanks, man. I hadn't had a car since February. And my actually just this week I was able to – because I had – I've told you on the show before my old DUI situation and all that. Right. And I was finally able to get my license back this week. So, uh I had some money come to me recently, so I was able to put a down payment on a car. It's pretty nice. Nice, man. That's that's how you do it, right? So you got the car, you got you got the um, you got the license. Explain to me what it was like. Give us. You said since February. What has your life been like since then? Since February, getting around LA and trying to have a career in music without having a car. Uh, it's not. It's not easy. I mean, the good. It's, it'd be. It would be really tough if I was. Uh, if I was a drummer or something, because you can't lug that stuff on the bus. You know. Right. But uh, but you know, I just I say I find ways to get. You know, as far as uh, as far as just the basics of life, like I I can get food and stuff like that walking distance from my house, and uh, there's there's a bus that goes around the valley that can get to the most places I need to get to, and uh, yeah, I have a manager who gives me rides a lot of places that I need to go. But uh, I, find, I find ways. They got the, the, the metro that doesn't really go to that many places, but it gets you far enough to take another bus to get another bus. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. That's the, it's kind of this shell game where, oh, hey, you can take the metro. Go metro. And then you go metro, and you realize, oh, man, you, you got to keep going metro. It's You don't just go one no, place. No, you got to keep going metro on every on, on every single – the first bus, there's a – there's a, a guy trying to fucking take his dick out. And the second, the, the, when you get on the train, there's a guy trying to rape a, a young girl. And they finally get on the last bus and somebody's trying to rape you. You know what I mean? Like, right. There's a lot of, Something, a lot of crazy people on the Are you talking about the time we thing. rode the Metro together, Wax? <laughs> What's that? Are you referring to the time we rode the Metro together? Yeah, exactly, Logan. No, no. Logan's been the guy following you the entire time. Actually, this is this is a long story, Wax, but the Metro is actually pretty nice. It's just been Logan messing it up the entire time for you. He talked about. Oh, that, he, he was just wearing different outfits and following me around. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> You're talking about uh, some free food and uh, some food stuff. I uh, I was over there at your place when you're shooting videos as your uh, character. Uh, for some comedy skits, what was the name of the chef? You did a couple of uh, videos as a chef character. Yeah, it was uh, John Bobbington. John J E A N. So I guess John Bobbington. Uh, it was just a. It's just. Yeah, I don't know if you saw the skits, but it's pretty much just a guy who 
I, it's kind of British, kind of French, and kind of Southern. Like, I never really nailed down the accents. So I just kind of went with an accent that doesn't actually exist in real life. Right. That, that, and, was, uh, that was kind of a, it was kind of a mix, much like the cooking. You kind of just threw everything together and uh, you put a, <laughs> hey, you called it orange chicken when it was like a hot dog and some orange juice blended together or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, it was a chicken prank. Put two chicken franks and two oranges put into a blender. And then in the middle of it, I put some vodka in there just for good measure. And uh, the whole, I think the whole thing worked just because it, my kitchen looks so fucking disgusting that it makes any, any – I could make a gourmet meal in there and it would look disgusting, you know? Yeah, no, I mean, uh, I was there firsthand and it, it, was, it wasn't a touch of Hollywood. That's, that's the actual state of the kitchen. <laughs> right, that wasn't – yeah, we didn't set dress that day. <laughs> All right, well, Wax, uh, we'll let you go. Enjoy the concert. Uh, everyone, make sure you check out Facebook.com slash Big Wax. Is that the uh, – that's the new Facebook page, right? No, nah, the new Facebook is that, is that – yeah, it was supposed to be Big Wax, but it, it's actually Facebook.com slash Wax.com, W-A-X-D-O-T-C-O-M. Okay, and, of course, you can go to there for the website. And, uh, yeah, I always appreciate having you on, and I'll, I'll see you later this weekend, Wax. Take it easy, man. Yeah, yeah, definitely, Sean. I'll see you in a couple days, man. All right, take it easy, Logan. Later, All right, Wax. later, man. All right. Well, that was cool. Got to check in with Wax, man. Guy is blowing up. Yeah. Blowing up. You guys, I'm telling you. I'm telling you, Logan. <laughs> I'm telling you, and I'm telling the audience. You're going to be hearing, uh, my prediction is you'll hear his one of his songs on the radio this coming up year. 2011 calendar year, you'll be hearing Wax on the radio. That's my prediction. Yeah. You heard it here first on the green room. And uh, I always got to thank Wax for being nice enough to let me use his songs during the show. I, I really appreciate that. He's, he's a good dude, funny guy, too, which is, you know, kind of, as a comedian, kind of annoying. The guy's really talented as a musician. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, oh, okay, you got to be funny, too? Man, come on, give me something. But, uh, no, very happy for the guy. He Musicians be... are rarely funny, by the way. If you look, uh, As Angelinos, <laughs> we know that. The audience may not know that. Right. <laughs> but they're usually very, like serious about themselves and uh <laughs> yeah i guess emotional. if you didn't if you didn't really if you haven't spent a lot of time in new york or la you wouldn't know a lot of musicians you would maybe just know oh hey derek the guy who plays guitar in a bar band like, yeah but, derek. but at the same time think about derek is he a hilarious guy <laughs> yeah no or is he clinging to music as a way of Right. I mean, generally, people who are really good at instruments were people who weren't doing a lot of talking in middle school and high school. They were guys hanging out by themselves, twiddling away on the guitar, the piano. I don't know how Wax did it, but he's, he's a legitimately funny guy and still a uh, very talented musician. So Good people. Yeah, good times with Wax. Speaking of celebrities, Logan, I forgot to, um, forgot to get into this last week, but um, two weeks ago I did a stand-up show at three clubs. They do a uh, stand-up show there every Tuesday night, 8 o'clock, in the side room there. It's a good time. And while I was there, hanging out in the bar, in walks Cato Kalin. I was like, oh, hey, Cato! Cato <laughs> is he's hilarious. He's everything he's that you would think about. Yeah, yeah, we had him on. He he was on. To, he revealed that he didn't lose his virginity till he was 25 years old. Got into the whole OJ thing. You can think? I, can I guess what what happened? <clears throat> Oh, it wasn't – I'm sorry. That I didn't mean to build it up. Like, nothing crazy happened, but – Oh. But, but, yeah, what do you mean? Well, I was going to guess uh, when he came on the show here, I had actually met him even prior to that, and he acted like he knew exactly who I was. Right. But I don't see how that's possible, but he was being really friendly and really like, oh, yeah, man, how you been? He's got that so, – 
I'm wondering if he did that to you and if you kind of sensed that maybe he didn't really know who you were, but he was pretending. I don't oh, know. Geez. Oh, sorry. Um, I don't want to accuse him of being fake. But no, but he, he it does just have like that. one of those things where I'm not sure. He has that politician thing where he shakes your hand. Yeah. He's like, hey, good to see you. What have you been up to? Blah, blah, blah. But no, he, he remembered my name. He's like, yeah, from the show. Hey, nice. how's it going, man? I'm Kato. Yeah. <clears throat> He's there. Then shortly after he walks in, Tom Green walks in. And I'm like, oh, hey, Tom, remember me? I interned at your house for a couple days there when you were doing the show, the talk show from his house. That's um, I interned there for a couple days. Logan at the time was producing that show. That's how Logan and I met each other and the love affair began. <laughs> now what's what? I didn't I didn't know if I should throw in that we were roommates now and that you were on my show. How did you leave things with Tom Green? Are you guys still kind of cool or what's? I just sent him an email <laughs> recently uh, <laughs> asking him if he wanted to come on this show and he said he was leaving town. Uh, and when he got back, he'd hit me up, and he never did. So I don't okay. know. I was just gonna wait a little while. I was actually gonna talk to you about when would be a good time to book him, cause yeah, no, I mean he was he was super friendly, and I was talking to him about doing stand up and stuff. He's doing he's doing a podcast now. He saw hey, he's like hey, Sean Green's doing a podcast. Maybe I should do a podcast. Maybe it's exactly. time to do get into online radio. Yeah, and I emailed so, yeah, him we're... telling him about your show, and he emailed back like, oh, pretty cool, like. Pretty cool. It's very cool, Tom. No, he knew about it. Uh, of course <laughs> he, he knew it. Knew. Yeah, Logan, the industry is a buzz. And you know then, that Sean Green? That's what he said. And then after Tom Green walked in, Norm McDonald walked in. And then I was I was really excited. And it was it was this weird <laughs> It's one of those things where if I could have seen this scene 10 years ago, like if a 17-year-old, 16-year-old Sean Green would have seen Cato, Kalen, Tom Green, and Norm McDonald hanging out in a bar talking about comedy or whatever whatever they were getting into at a place I was doing comedy at, it would have blown my mind. I mean, right. first off, just those three people together, it is a kind of a weird mix of celebrities. Yeah. Cato, Kalen, obviously a very bizarre celebrity. <clears throat> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Norm McDonald. Super hilarious dude, but kind of, um, you know, he doesn't go out a lot. He's yeah. he's very eccentric. You associate him with like Saturday Night Live. And Saturday Night Live. Then Tom people. Green, kind of somewhere in the middle of a, of a you know, he real had funny an, guy. A, a TV show. And yeah. Now he's somewhat obscure. I mean. Right. He he had a moment where he was possibly the best known comedian all around. Yeah. And you know now he's uh, now he's getting into stand up, and I was actually pretty. Pretty surprised at how good he was doing stand-up for someone who just kind of got into it. Because normally if you if you spend most of your career doing acting or that kind of stuff and then just tried to start doing stand-up, it comes off really bad. I mean, that's, I think, Michael Richards, the Kramer, that, I think that was his problem when he was yelling the N-word and freaking out like that. I think he really had a problem. He was this love star and he was funny doing the sketches and doing Seinfeld and stuff like that. And then when you do stand-up comedy... It's not necessarily one is harder than the other. I think it's just you learn how to do one or you learn how to do the other or your skills fit one better than the other. And a lot of people yeah. kind of have trouble if you if you did sketch your entire life or you were an actor your entire life to go up there and just be totally naked and just with the microphone doing that. I think some people struggle, but he seemed to he seemed to pick it up pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> 
But anyway, it was just a uh, – no, no, I I feel like I was building up to some point, but I just thought it was funny to mention to see Tom Green, Cato Kalin, and Norm MacDonald hanging out, and Cato Kalin, like, shaking Norm's and was that, shoulders. Where was that again? Three clubs. They do oh, a clubs. they do a weekly stand-up show there. But, wow. yeah, Cato Kalin's all over Norm, and then Norm's, like, putting Cato Kalin in a headlock, and they're <laughs> – you know, they're Tom hey, Green's Kato there. Kalin, you crazy bastard. <laughs> yeah, it was – and it was weird because Norm is known for, or I guess one of the things he's known for is all the jokes he did about OJ and about Cato Kalin. It's By kind of way, a surreal moment. What, uh, who was on when you came up to do Tom's show? Because I don't remember. Um, I think the his guest that night was uh, one of his skateboarding buddies, I think. Ah. Uh. And then I think I came there a couple other times just to help out doing a couple of random things. Uh, I don't I don't really remember. I just remember the one time we were there and I I was interning, I had a broken leg and I was just sitting there doing something on a computer trying to help out. Yeah, and I remember your pitch to me like when I was calling you, you were like, "Yeah, man, I mean, you know, I'd be great for answering phones. I got a cast anyway, so can't really stand up." Right. I I was, I was like, oh, "All right, I guess that fits." perfectly <laughs> yeah i mean i i was working construction i injured my foot really bad in a horrific construction accident and almost took off my leg <laughs> a, a giant bobcat was on a, a trailer in bobcats are those mini bulldozers someone drove it onto the trailer this asshole that i was working with forgot to forgot to tie put in the cotter pin that little like pin there that keeps the uh, trailer ball attached <laughs> keeps everything from killing everyone exactly it's like one time couldn't, couldn't have said it better myself <laughs> logan forgot to put that in there so the guy drives the trailer or drives the bobcat up onto the trailer and then it becomes basically a seesaw with the wheel to the trailer being the fulcrum there and as soon as he starts driving up the whole thing pops up and then he keeps going forward, so the entire trailer slams down, and it's it's on top of the ball, but it's not locked on top of it. Ugh. So it's kind of like hanging there, and I don't know what to do, so I just try to guide it onto the ball. Of course, me trying to guide it onto the ball, it just like slides a little too far, and the entire trailer and the weight of the bobcat slam down onto my foot. Ugh. And... It, it's one of those things I didn't even feel any pain, just the crazy adrenaline rush shooting to your brain right away. It, it was, in a way, in a scary way, it was almost euphoric because you, you had this out-of-body experience where, like, oh, my God, this is – I'm – my life's ending. I'm dying. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then he drives forward with it, and I'm like, ah! Oh! Then he drives back over it because he's trying to back over it, and luckily I was able to just tug my leg out from underneath it. And, of course, the middle three – Metatarsals. That's why you have one leg now? I yeah, exactly. Same <laughs> amputee humor. It's a great thing about my middle radio. three. My middle three <laughs> foot. The audience doesn't know what we look like <laughs> or what we do, like our hand gestures at all. Well, anyway, long story short, my middle three foot bones were 90 degrees. Took me a long time to heal, but while I was healing, I applied for an internship at Tom Green. That's where I met Logan. That became a seed that grew into the amazing show that we are. We're doing today, speaking of amazing, this man, I'd like to welcome on the man, the myth, the legend himself, Stud Manley. And Stud, I got a little uh, musical intro for you, if you hold tight here. You ready? Okay. <laughs>
All right, Stud. Thanks oh, for calling that's in, so man. Wonderful. <laughs> nice. How you been, Stud? You doing well? Oh, I'm fine. How are you? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. And who do, who's over there with you tonight? Who do That's you have me. over there? We just got Logan, and we we talked to Wax earlier on the phone. So it's just Logan and I in the in the studio getting ready here for Christmas. It's coming up. Now, now I know you're a movie reviewer traditionally, but have have you ever thought of doing your own kind of Christmas movie? You're big on the holidays. You watch a lot of films. Well, it's a coincidence that you brought that up tonight, uh, Sean, because this was something I was planning to call you about. Uh, oh, really? <laughs> I was thinking about uh, doing a Christmas movie, uh, and I'm working on the pitch, and I thought you probably might want to get involved in this one. This is really, and I think we could do it on a pretty low budget. Too. Okay, nice. Oh, open up that pocketbook, Sean. Okay. All so, right, lay it on me, stud. Okay, well, here it is. Okay, this is just really wonderful. You're going to love it. The story is is about how, okay, it's Christmas Eve, you know, and Santa Claus, you know, usually supposed to take out the presents. But on this Christmas, you know, he's too busy banging Mrs. Santa Claus, okay? <laughs> so what he does, so he calls Rod Stewart, and he, you know, he hires Rod Stewart, you know, to go deliver those presents for him. Right. But then when it's time for Rod Stewart to deliver those presents, Rod Stewart has to go to the hospital. He's too busy getting his Stomach pumped, okay, all right, okay. You know, all that semen in his stomach, you know, okay. Oh, geez, I don't know if <laughs> semen stomach pumping is a real holiday theme, uh, stud. I got to be honest. Yeah, I, I think so, too. All right, well, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll consider that. I Type up a pitch, send it over. But uh, let's let's talk about some movies <laughs> you were able to review. Now, uh, I know Logan was telling me earlier he was really dying to see the film Burlesque. Did you get a chance to check that out? Well, of course, you know, Sean, I'm not going to see this movie, and there's a very good reason <laughs> oh, okay. for it. And, and Logan, I, I would suggest you not seeing this movie. What? Uh, well, this movie's supposedly starring Christine Aguilera and Cher, but Logan might not quite be in the business quite as much as uh, you and I, Sean. Sure, sure. But as, as we know, uh, Cher has been dead since maybe 1998 or 1999. <laughs> no, I did not know that. You, yeah, you know that. Yeah, yeah no, I did. I have re- reliable sources that say, I mean, there is a person that looks like Cher in that movie. I have reliable sources that have told me that that's either Cher's ghost or a man from San Francisco. <laughs> oh, man. One or the other, huh? Yeah, one. And I've, I've, my sources also say the man, if it is a man from San Francisco, that he's probably a, a gay homosexual trend bus <laughs> What? Oh wow! Did you go there? Well, she has the she has a daughter who turned out to now be her son, Chaz. Is Chaz That's isn't in the movie, is he? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> but she would be, you know, she would fit right in there. She should be in a Fellini movie too, you know. Hey, there's something the matter with that girl. Okay, <laughs> hey, she's not even a girl anymore. <laughs> All right, well. <laughs> Getting a little blue here. So, did you did you have a chance to see any uh, animal related films? We were talking Michael Vick once a dog. Did you get a chance to see any? I know, uh, you know, animals are always big in the films these days. Well, there is a couple of uh, movies. Uh, speaking of animals, there's a movie called Rabbit Hole. First okay. of all, sounds like a nice uh, uh, kids kids film. No, actually, that's not a kids film. Uh, this is a movie starring Nick Nicole Kidman and Aaron Eckhart. And um, I'm not even going to discuss what the movie's actually about. Okay. 
because and I, I don't usually like to do this. You know this, Sean, but I don't like to ask your viewers to boycott a movie, but I'm going to ask them to boycott this movie. <laughs> All right. The reason being is because the gentleman, okay, we'll use that term, gentleman, that made this movie, he directed it, also directed a movie a few years earlier called Short Bus. Oh, okay. Now, when we think of a short bus, we all know what that implies. Usually, you know, like mentally challenged children and special needs children going to school, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Now, there were hordes of special needs children going to see this movie. And this movie hordes. isn't about short buses at all. You know, these kids thought it was probably going to be a documentary about themselves and their, and their friends going to school. <laughs> yeah. But what this movie was actually about, and you might find this a little shocking, this movie was about men singing songs into each other's open anuses. Oh, no. No. It's true. It's a fact. You can look it up. <laughs> I need to watch that again. I... <laughs> yeah, I missed that in the in the original screening. So rabbit hole, no go on rabbit hole. Avoid that at all costs. Yes, thank you for that. That's. <laughs> I think your, your audience would appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Well, I know uh, I know cartoon movies are big. I know they're oh, uh, they're yeah. bringing a lot of those back. Did you get a chance to check out Yogi Bear? Well, you know, as a child, I I loved Yogi Bear. I used to watch Yogi Bear, and you know, I love the family movies, the computer animation movies. You know, uh, I like the idea of them anyway. My problem with Yogi Bear, okay, that just came out, is. I think it's a little irresponsible for the way that they made Boo Boo. That's Yogi Bear's sidekick. They made him, you know, all cute and cuddly, you know, and he wears a bow tie, you know, he's yeah. just so precious. <laughs> but what I think young children need to know that bears are wild animals. And I think what they need to do, I don't think they need to cut anything out of this movie, but what I think they need to do is maybe add some footage, like some random footage, like every 10 or 12 minutes into the movie, some actual footage of a bear mauling or eating a, an innocent child. <laughs> now, now, wait, are you, are you worried that that might scare some of the children? Or it's a PG movie. Do you think they would get away with that? I think so. I think, you know, the truth is always best. <laughs> Even in a CGI about a movie about Yogi Bear, you're you're one who stands for the truth? I, I, I think so. Well, uh, in that in that vein, I think maybe they could get some of the footage from that Grizzly Bear, Grizzly Man movie and incorporate some of that. Perhaps I, uh, I think they should. That's a good idea. I think maybe, you know, we might want to make a sequel to this movie and, and put that in there. Well, we'll have to look into that. But yeah, kids' movies are really all the rage. I'm I'm kind of surprised of this um, this Jack Black film comes out where he Gulliver's Travels. I'm surprised that Jack Black, a very short man, they got him to play a giant. What do you What do you think about uh, this film? Did you get a chance? It's a kind of ironic, you know. He's like a short little midget man, you know. He's right. playing a giant, you know. But they use CGI, you know, you know, and they make him you know stand on boxes. Wait, you this know, wasn't a live like, action film? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just uh, it's very ironic. But everyone knows the story about Gulliver. He goes to you know on the island, you know, and he lands on Lilliput, you know, and there's little precious people over there, you know, little tiny. Uh, Little people, little Puchins. But my problem with this movie is what happens if Gulliver has to use the restroom? 
Okay, especially number two. <laughs> I mean, I think that the the filmmakers should give an audience a written document of some kind, you know, uh, <laughs> saying that there is going to be a giant-sized toilet bowl for Gulliver. <laughs> well, you think that might scare some of the people off? That <laughs> well, I think it's only right. I think it's uh, I think it's inhumane to make someone to try to. Have a giant-sized bowel movement in a toilet bowl, you know, the size of a thimble, and I, I think it's wrong. Right. You're you're a humanitarian. At the heart of you, stud, you're a, you're a man who who advocates uh, people treat people being treated better. That's what I like about you. That, that's why I call this show because I always know you're gonna under, you understand because you're, you're a deep thinker. You're in the business. You're out there. And that's just why, why I love this show, and I love you and Logan so much. <laughs> well, thank you, Stud. Real quick, uh, we got time for one more quick thought. Give us a quick Stud Manly movie thought to wrap things up. I love you, Philip Morris, a new movie with Jim Carrey. Uh, it's a very unrealistic movie. It is about a gay homosexual who's always trying to escape prison so he can get sodomized when everyone <laughs> knows you can get sodomized in prison anytime you want. And that's all. Thank you so much. All Thank right. You. Merry Bye, Christmas, Logan. Stud. It was so nice. Thank Merry you. Christmas, Stud. Take care. God Bye, bless. Stud. Wow. What a day, Logan. What a day. Yeah. What a uh, what a show, man. Really felt like we were uh, firing on all cylinders here. As I uh, stumble over the words there. <laughs> yep. Uh, let's see. A uh, couple plugs to get out real quick. Uh, next week, I think we're going to be going to be doing the best of the green room, where I'm going to take some of the best clips of the year, have Logan host it, and I'll be calling in from the East Coast because I'll be flying home for Christmas next uh, Tuesday. So I'll be I'll be back east. I'll be calling in. Logan, you can be here, right, to host that. Uh, I actually have to check on that, but okay. <laughs> I'm gonna wait till after the show to tell you that. All right. Well, we can deal with the scheduling <laughs> either way. If not, I'll 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 cut it up the best of, and then it, that'll be Aaron. Because uh, if you are in the East Coast area, uh, December 23rd, nine o'clock. If you're in New York City, check out the Bar Cabin. I'm doing a nine o'clock stand-up show there, so make sure you check that out. And also, if you're in the uh, L.A. area, this Saturday is the Comedy Garage Christmas Special. So you want to make sure you check that out. It's a live house party where we do stand-up comedy. Might even get a special cameo by Santa. So just uh, enter Comedy Garage into the Facebook. You'll be able to find that information there. Logan, would you like to wrap things up with a haiku? Let's do it. Jack Black standing on boxes. <laughs> That's a great one. <coughs> L.A. subway bums. All right. And also, Logan, I uh, we just got that video put together of you chugging the sparks from the World Series bet. So I'm going to post a link to that oh. on, <laughs> on SeanTGreen.com. That'll give another incentive for people to log on and check that out. Thank you, everyone, for t- tuning in the program. We do it live every Thursday night, 8 o'clock, on latalkradio.com. This has been The Green Room. Thanks for listening to The Green Room. Be sure to check out SeanTGreen.com 
and click the iTunes link to subscribe today. Also, be sure to check me out at documentarylabel.com. Cause he thought that he could mold her, but it's only